Welcome back to the J.W. Nixon High School Class of 1992 podcast. It's our virtual reunion. And I'm your sometimes host, Missy Barrientos. We're kicking off the new year with an interview with Lulu Gonzalez Torelli. Jessica Palacios asked Lulu to share with us what she's been up to in the past 30 years. Lulu has some great advice specifically for the class of 2022, but it's something that many of us might also take to heart. So welcome everyone to this week's podcast episode. And today we have with us Mary Lou Gonzalez and everybody knows me as Lulu. I am Torelli now been married yeah i was wondering how you spelled that or not how everyone you it, how everyone you pronounce it. it every it's yeah. annoying because gonzalez you really can't get wrong <laughs> but torelli everyone is that uh pronounces it says tarot because it's t-e-r-r-i-l-e yeah. my husband's italian and everyone's like you know, when they pronounce it, they're just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like Torelli, you know, it, <laughs> it, it looks like tarot, but it's Torelli. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing I asked you then, because I would have totally gotten it wrong. So I'm glad I let you um, <laughs> uh, provide that for us. So, yeah, no problem. okay. So let's go. So let's go back to high school. All right. It's been 30 years. Okay. I know. I think the last time I saw you was at the reunion, but I know we're connected on social media. So I get to kind of keep track of, of friends from high school that way. The ones that I'm not kind of, you know, more in contact with either through text messaging and stuff like that. So, you know, I knew you in, in, in high school. I don't, you know, um, there's a lot of people I knew in high school, as I mentioned in my episode, but probably not a lot of people that I knew really well. So I'm really enjoying listening to everybody's uh, podcasts. Episodes, I know it's getting to, fantastic. you know, learn more about them. So tell me, you know, what were you like as a teenager back in high school? Well, I was a little bit of all different <laughs> worlds. I was very compliant as far as school was concerned with my parents. Cause like you, my mother totally <laughs> scared me with, you know, the whole God thing. I didn't do too much to get in trouble. Grades were okay. You know, I kind of hung out with a bunch of different people, people from ROTC, cheerleaders, like just different. My different years were different people, you know, and I kind of, that's kind of how I've been since then. I just, I have a lot of different people that come in and go out and still keep in contact with them, but you know, yeah, kind of everyone. I was just, I don't know. I don't know what people would say about me. You know, some people probably like me. Some people probably didn't. Some people are probably just indifferent. Yeah. Well, so. you know, I think that's kind of how I am too. I had different pockets of friends and it was even the same way in college. I had different pockets of friends in college. Right. I all knew them at the same time and hung out with them, but they didn't like co-mingle, you know, if right, you will. Right. Yeah, and so, exactly. Um, and it's still kind of the same now. So that's that's interesting that we're kind of common in that way. Yeah, so, I'm huge like you. I'm an intro extra. Like yeah. I'm a total <laughs> introvert. Like I, I'm quiet when I need to be. I'll be if I'm in my own setting, like I can, you know, hey, she's a life of the party. But right. <laughs> if I'm not, then I'm just I keep it, I'm quiet and I won't. Ah. I won't say much. Yeah. And like, I remember you from cheerleading. 
I think that's where I probably remember you the most from. And then like the people that you hung out with. And yeah, I mean, I don't think we interacted a lot, but I, I think we were friendly to each other. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember sure. if we had classes together, but I remember seeing you and knowing of you and knowing who, who you were kind of back yeah. then. So, you know, I didn't talk to a lot of people, I should say, but um, I did, I was friendly with everyone. I would say hi, you know, when you see everybody in the halls and stuff, right. I would say hi to everybody, but it wasn't, I just kept to my own little pockets of friends. Yeah. So speaking of your friends, so who was your best friend or, you know, as Missy says, who was like your ganga? ganga. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love how she said that. I know. Um, Well, I had several. So freshman year, I hung out a lot with Beatriz. I want to say Doncaster. She's Donovan back then, BB. And then I hung out with Benita Aleman quite a bit. She was one of my best friends going, coming in from Lamar. That was like freshman, sophomore year. Junior, uh, Gilbert Vargas was a really close friend of mine. His brother, Jerry, Javi Boca Negra. Um, and then of course, all my, the cheerleading, Darlene, Patsy, Annie. Um, I hung out with them. Sara Melendez. Um, those were my friends for the most, you know, all through school. So like, they're, like I said, different groups, but I had, I had my freshman and sophomore. I kind of, I had a boyfriend. I I always found myself having a boyfriend and I would have them for a long time. And it was kind of just, when I had a boyfriend, I was like, just, I guess in my own little world and like nothing around me was (laughs) back then it was something else. different back then yeah you get in your own little world and nothing yeah. else is relevant so I just disappeared and wasn't my friends would be like ah she's with so-and-so you know it's just yeah like, you know anyway so yeah so did you have any you know did you and your friends have any kind of special favorite hangouts or places or things that y'all you know would like to do let's see with like uh Benita I we used to go to the mall all the time uh, downtown and we just go to each other's houses. Junior year, I used to, we used to always, Gilbert Vargas used to always take uh, his dad's van. They had a big van and we'd all hop in. Annie, Darlene, all of us would go and we'd go cruising. We'd end up at someone's house. Darlene had a pool. So we were constantly at her house. That was the hangout for the most part, her house. Cause we'd always like to hang out there on the, she had a trampoline and a pool. And so that was the cheerleader spot anyway. We used to hang out there quite a bit. Did you all ever like skip school or class and take off in Gilbert's van? They might have. I'm sure they did plenty of times. I, I, I did not. I surprisingly, I did not skip. My mom put the fear of God in me and not to mention um, if I wanted to skip class and like just go home or whatever, hang out at the house. I couldn't because she worked right next door to the house. She had a beauty. We had a beauty shop. She had the heirloom, which was the corner of Lyon and Jarvis where we lived. And she had the beauty shop right next door. So I could never go home or do anything if I needed to go home for anything during. She'd be like, why aren't you in school? You know, so I. I didn't even bother. If it, I think I did it maybe once or twice, but the whole entire time I was sick to my stomach, like I was nervous and I wasn't having a good time. And I'm like, you know what? This isn't worth it. <laughs> trying yeah. to make that fake note the next day, you know, writing it, trying to find somebody that had the worst penmanship so they can write it for you. <laughs> the adult penmanship, you know what there I mean? Like, yeah. Like it would be my mom's writing, you know? not all bubbly and round like we used to write. So it it was, it was not, it wasn't worth it. 
Yeah, that's kind of how it was for me. I was kind of nervous the whole time, you know, the couple of times that I did it. And yeah, I was like, if I get caught, like my parents oh, yeah. are not going to well, let me especially live it you, because you had, was it Mr. Moreno you said? Yeah, Mr. Moreno is my uncle. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't even imagine it's. And he was really good friends with my dad. So that didn't help. So aside from cheerleading, were you any in any other clubs or organizations in high school? I was in ROTC and that was all thanks to Beatriz. Funny story. She back in Lamar, you know how they go and do their recruiting. Yes. You know, the ROTC comes into junior high and they come and they try to recruit you for the following for your freshman year. And I was just like, oh, gosh, like how horrible, like I, I can't see like for me back then, I was just like, that just it's such an ugly uniform, you know, like, I was just thinking <laughs> of all these things when they were here talking to us. And Beatriz is like, my brother Lloyd is in it. And he is, he says it's awesome. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, they go to Gardner State Park. Gardner, that's what it's called, right? Gardner yeah. State Park. She says they go to Gardner State Park and they do all these fun things and they have so much fun and it's an easy A, easy A. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, you don't have to do much in the class. And I was like, okay, she goes, let's join. And I'm like, all right. So we joined freshman year and we, we were in it all the freshmen. By the way, fresh, it was it was an easy A. You know, you had to work at it a little <laughs> bit, but it was an easy A. It was great. It was great. But come sophomore year, you have four classes. You have four periods, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, and Delta. And come sophomore year, I didn't see her in any of the things that we were doing. And I'm like, what happened to be at the end of sophomore? You know, and I'm just like, hey, she's like, oh, sorry. Like, I dropped out. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, I, I joined because of you and I'm already, and I, and I was, I didn't want to go through the process of trying to get out and change classes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Cause it was an elective primarily. Right. So I was just like, okay, well I'll just stick it out. And Benita was in it also. And Benita's like, you just, just stay in it, you know, it'll be fun. So that happened. And I, I stuck with it. It was fun. I really, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. So did you do it all four years? I did. I did it all four years. Okay. Um, my senior year was really cool because I was, I opened the doors for a lot of people, I think females, just because they had never had someone that had, you know, you, everybody gets in their little clicks and you're right. defined as a per, you know, you, these are the band members and these are right. the cheerleaders. And, and so I was a cheerleader and I was still also an ROTC. So yeah. They took me, um, which kind of makes me feel good because they took me my senior year to do the recruiting in, at Lamar with okay. my charity uniform on. Oh, and wow. So they were like, hey, just so you guys know, you can do other things. You don't have to just stick to, you can be a cheerleader. You can be a football player. You can do other things if you want to and still be an ROTC. So that was really cool because um, I'm sure that's going to be, you know, maybe I'm not, the, maybe I was the first, but I'm right. Certainly I don't think I'll be the last, you know, hopefully that opened the door to other people to, to feel comfortable to be able to do it and do something else as well. That's so cool. Yeah. That's how yeah. I ended up in band. They do a great job at recruiting. <laughs> oh yeah. They, they, for sell sure. on it. they sell you on it for sure. No, it was, it was great. ROTC was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. They teach you a lot of discipline and, and the instructors there were just amazing. They were amazing. They found a way to, you know, be strict, you know, make you learn important values but you still, you had fun doing it, you know? So it was, it yeah. was just fun. It was a fun way to learn, fun way to, um, you know, meet new people, I guess, and 
branch out and do something different. So being that you were kind of stretched, I would say probably stretched thin between cheerleading and ROTC, did you have like an after school or a weekend job or anything like that during high school since you kind of were so involved? I will say, so ROTC was just the actual class. You know, after school, I would hang out a lot with um, Benita because she was in, you know, the females had a drill team. They were called was at the Riflets. She would always want me to stay after after school, my freshman and sophomore year. And I would, she was like, we'd walk home together, you know, but I'm like two blocks from Nixon and she <laughs> lived by Lamar. Oh, so wow. I would, she would always get mad at me because she's like, come on, walk me halfway. And I'm just like, oh, I'm right here. <laughs> but I was nice enough to walk her. So I'd walk her to closer to like uh, yeah. Clark Street is where I okay. would stop. And then she'd walk the rest. Which, of course, that's just so funny because I look at it now and I'm like, it wasn't even that far. But, you know, when right. you're younger, it just seemed like forever. forever. <laughs> Back to your question. Freshman year, I didn't do anything. Um, sophomore year is when I got involved with the Riflets. And so we'd have practice after school. So I got my first job junior year. Funny story. We were, uh, the cheerleaders would do, once in a while, they'd have at, what's the mall um, over in the north? Mall del Norte? Yeah. We would do fashion shows once in a while. You know, different stores would have you do a fashion yeah. show. So we do fashion shows. The mall would have a fashion show. And somebody had pulled me over at one point from, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, Agassi or Agassi, uh-huh. and had asked me if I wanted to do some freeze modeling. And I said, yeah, sure. You know, I just heard the word modeling and I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, I go to uh, Agassi one Saturday, show up, and the lady's like, okay, you're going to, have you ever done freeze modeling before? And I said, I don't even know what it is. And she's like, well, basically, you're just going to stand still, like. Like a mannequin? Mannequin. (laughs) And I was like, interesting. I'm like, okay. So they have you, you know, every Saturday, they would do a different sequin thing where it was like a party New Year's Eve theme or like just casual, you know, different things. Yeah. And they would put us in the window of the store and I would have to stand there for like three to four hours. Um, (laughs) And we would take breaks, but you'd have to stay still. And they would just be this late. One of the ladies that worked there, she would just come around with the tissue and like wipe your eyes because you couldn't blink. You had to like stay perfectly still. Oh my gosh. And it would draw a ton of, I mean, it worked because it would draw a ton of attention to the store and people would, you know, come into the store and touch us and because are they real you know because you can see you can hear them through right. the glass you know they're like they're all staring they're like no they're not they're not real no yes they are and then someone would come in and like touch us no they're real like you know and it was just <laughs> like I mean I'm sure you could tell but I mean apparently we were pretty good at it so we we got we got paid to do that and so that was kind of my first real job getting paid that, and that was fun different something different definitely and I don't even think I remember them doing I'm trying to remember if I even remember like I remember the store yeah but I don't know if I ever remember that aspect of it I remember the fashion shows at the mall yeah I remember like the HR models and the Richter models but I don't know if I ever saw the freeze modeling so that's so yeah. funny that's interesting. they would have it sometimes they would bring us out and put us on pedestals in front of the actual store. And that was the hard one because people would be all around you. You know what I mean? Not that it was any different. You're still doing the same thing, but I think it was more nerve wracking. Like people would actually like, there was mean girls and they'd come up and they'd be like, oh, 
oh, she's got chicken legs. Oh, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> making fun of you. And it's hard to like, you know, you, you can't break character. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's so, that's so yeah. funny. It's interesting. Uh, it was interesting though, for sure. Yeah. So, so what are some of your other, uh, let's say favorite memories from high school? Well, ROTC was fun. That was practice. Oh, you know what? My junior, I think it was my junior, sophomore year. We did, I told the girls, because I've always loved dancing. And I told the girls our sophomore year for the ROTC pep rally. I said, let's do something different and let's dance. And they were like, what? I had a bunch of girls on the team that, you know, Benita loved to dance, like, there was a couple, you know, there were freshmen at the time They were really into dancing. And I was like, let's do, let's do, let's do a dance. We danced to Ice Ice Baby. I don't know if you went to that pep rally or not. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. But I don't probably it was, come back to me. <laughs> it was so much fun to make up a dance to that. And we got, I mean, from what I remember, and maybe I could totally be remembering it the wrong way, but from what I remember, I remember we got the whole entire like class was just so you know, everybody was cheering, like getting really yeah. excited because it was just, we marched out there like we normally would march. And then all of a sudden, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then we started our dance and everybody was like, yeah, you know, it was just, it was cool. It was cool. Well, that was definitely a hot song back then. I remember. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And that's, that's when, um, that was probably, I think that was sophomore year. And then I think that's when the cheerleaders came up to, they're like, oh my God, that was amazing. Like you should try out for cheer. And then that's what got me to try out the next year. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was, that was actually really cool. Other favorite memories. Cheerleading was fun. Cheer camp was fun. CABA during the summer's uh, junior year, we had the Continental uh, Amateur Baseball Association. All the uh, baseball players from around the world um, would come and play there in Laredo and have um, tournaments. Yes. So we got to meet a lot of different boys <laughs> slash men from a bunch of different places, you know, Cuba, like it was just, it was just really cool and interesting. Puerto Rico, we were assigned a team and um, it was, it was just, we got to do a lot of different events. So, I mean, it was just, it was fun. You got to, you know, you definitely got to meet a lot of people. Interesting. Yeah. I remember when we were in video club, do you remember when that Canadian basketball team would yes. come and play and yes. they'd swap, like they'd flip flop every year, like Nixon would go there and then they would come here. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think I have a picture of like the year they came here from when I was in video club, like interviewing the Canadian basketball team. And I was yes. like so tiny and they were like so humongous. <laughs> But I don't think I ever knew that we had baseball teams that came in. Uh, yeah, so it was really, it was really around cool. the world. They were from everywhere. Yeah, it wow. was really cool. Interesting. Considering my dad was so involved in like little league and we were kind of in the baseball world. I'm surprised. I don't remember any of that. Interesting. Yeah. So on the flip side, do you have any memories from high school that make you sad or regretful Anything of that um, Well, let me see. Well, I have three, actually. First one would be not joining art club. I should have done that because I absolutely love art and I didn't do it. I don't know why. And Mr. Mendes back there, back then, I don't know if he was the person that led the art club or not, but he was amazing. I love taking art with him. Oh my gosh, ROTC. I had this one incident. This is what got me into the drill team. 
and this is just stupidity on my part, but so I, you know, how I told you I would stay after school and wait for Benita to get out of practice, you know, and I would just sit there and chit chat with whoever was, because everybody would hang out at, at the building, you know, the RTC right. building area. So it was just kind of fun. You just hang out, you know, you'd work the snack. They had like a little snack bar. They would sell stuff and just chit chat with people. So I would, I would hang out there after school and watch the girls practice all the time. And so I pretty much coming from a background of dance since I was little, you, you, right. you memorized right. dances right yeah. away. Right. So, so you know where I'm coming from. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I would watch them practice all the time. And one of the girls at one point close to competition failed her class and she couldn't go and they were, oh, wow. they were lacking. And so they came up to me and they're like, do you think you can learn the, the dance or not the dance, the routine? And I think I had like less than a week. And I was like, yeah, sure. I was so over the moon, like so stoked that they asked me <laughs> that I was I wasn't even thinking about why they asked me. Like they asked me because somebody failed. Meanwhile, I had a C in chemistry. But it didn't even occur to me because I, I was horrible at chemistry, by the way. Horrible. That's my worst. Me subject. too. <laughs> I had a C and it's my first C and I got a C and I didn't even think about it. And I said, yes. And so I started practicing. We went to competition. We placed, I don't even remember what we placed. I don't, it was like, not, I don't think we got first. I think we got second or third, which was just like, they were so happy that we placed and it was just like a big deal. Then come Monday morning, they call me into the office and Arisa Suniga, which was our commander, she looks not happy. And I walk into the room and I'm like smiling, you know, I'm like, yeah, what's going on? And they're like, take a seat, Mary Lou. And I was just like, okay. So I sat down like, yeah, what's going on? And she looks at me and she's like, why didn't you tell us you failed? Like we got into serious trouble because it's a no pass, um, no play policy, you know? And I was just like, I felt so stupid because I feel like the whole time, the the whole time I felt like, they didn't believe me. They like, they knew, you know, that right. I, that I knew, but I did it anyway. And that wasn't the case. I was just, I didn't even think about it. I was yeah. so excited about it. So <laughs> needless to say, that was, I shouldn't say it was regret because I had a lot of fun doing it, but I regret not like being more aware, out, maybe, you know yeah. what I mean? I wasn't yeah, aware. Being more, I was, yeah. Cause I, I felt really bad about it. I'm like, I'm sorry. Cause I got them in a lot of trouble. Like a oh, lot wow. of trouble. They got into some, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so that's what had gotten me into doing the riflets and all that kind of stuff and uh, had a lot of fun with it. And then I, I don't know if they had me, I can't remember if I stayed doing it or if I, you know, once whoever it was that wasn't doing it anymore was back in or they quit or I don't, I can't remember what happened after that, but Anyway, that's, that was, so I got to experience that. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> that was, yeah. And then of course, uh, I, one regret also is <laughs> my senior year. I should never had a boyfriend. <laughs> but we'll move on from that. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Is there anything you wish you would have done while you were in high school that you didn't get to do? I think prepped more gotten, you know, better grades for college, like just to go into college. I, Coming from uh, two parents that didn't go past elementary school level. Oh, wow. They both, my mom had a third grade education, my dad um, fifth. They didn't know. So I can't, I can't blame them for it because, you know, they didn't know. Right. So I, I wasn't 
pushed enough with, you know, you have to get good grades in order to, you know, your GPA has to be this high to get into this college right. type of thing, you know? So I, I think I should have just been more aware and just, you know, cause I mean, we have, we had so many avenues, like I could have talked to a counselor, I could have, you know, and I just never did any of that. I just, it just went right past me. And I just kind of was, I was, when I went to school, I was kind of just one of those people that I just went to school, got through it and went home. Like I, I wasn't in it to like Excel, which sounds like bad, but I was just like, I'm just going to get through and get good grades, you know, and I got good grades. I did. I mean, I think for the most part, I think I had A's and B's, but I just wasn't, I don't know, academically that just, it wasn't me. You know, I, I, I didn't, I shouldn't say I didn't care, but that's pretty much how it sounds. <laughs> I well, just but, no, but I think in all fairness, I think if we were in high school today, it would be completely different because yes, we had the counselors, but the counselors really weren't as involved as they are today. You right. know, at least not that I was aware. Like, I think it's just very different. I think all of us probably, you know, as driven as a lot of us were, you know, maybe would have had different outcomes had we had those counselors that were more advocates. Right. They are today in the high schools. Like now they really push college and college readiness and college prep classes and dual enrollment. You know, you've got, you know, seniors that are graduating high school that are already juniors in college because they've been simultaneously in college for two years. I know. Isn't that crazy? I'm like, they don't get to enjoy their (laughs) high school years. It's like everyone's going to college now in high school. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I don't know. I think the resources were just different and the way they approached it back then. Now you've got, you know, the colleges that come to the campuses and they do, you know, all these things and they take the kids out and there's all these programs, you know, for college prep and all of that. And I just don't know. I mean, if it existed for us, I wasn't aware of it. I mean, I was in the honors program and I didn't hear a lot of that kind of stuff. I feel like we were kind of left to fend for ourselves a little bit. I I mean, yeah, my sister was in the honors program. She graduated in uh, 91. And I was talking to her about this year. And I'm like, did they talk to you a lot about prep, like, and all that? And she's like, well, you know, some of our teachers, the honors teachers did mention a lot about it. She says, but you know, I had friends, she says, I had friends that weren't in honors and a lot of them didn't Yeah. I don't think it was as organized as it is today. Yeah. You know, and as front and center as it is today in the high schools. Yeah. I felt like I was left to fend for myself. I didn't, I mean, I had an older sister and she took a couple of, you know, semesters at Laredo community college. And then she was like, I'm out. So I really didn't have anybody to show me what to do or how to do it. Or I was just kind of learning as I went Yeah, as as horrible as that sounds. And now I feel like the kids have a lot of things that are almost spoon fed to them about financial aid and doing your applications and scholarships. Absolutely. And I just don't remember us having that back then. Yeah, that's that it's very, it is very different for sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I think back to like all of that and big regret. I mean, I do wish that I had gotten better grades or had prepped better for college and stuff. I ended up going to LCC for a while, but I didn't take it seriously at all, at all. And that was obviously my my fault, but uh, I don't know. It's different time. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Let's see, let's go back to kids in high school. So who did you think were the cool kids? senior year 
happy, I guess, everybody that was at the wall, you know, the cool kids, the to me, the people that are cool are just people that were just genuine people, you know, honest, genuine people, people that weren't fake. You know, I like Jado is such an uh, he's such a sweetheart. Like, I, yes, you know, I didn't talk to him a lot, but when I I mean, he's just a genuine person. He's a very kind soul. Um, Diana Ruiz, Roger Rodriguez, such a sweet guy. Let's see. Stephen Chapa uh, lives a couple of blocks from me all growing up. He's always been a really yeah. nice guy. Um, yeah. But I mean. For the most part, I just think anyone that, you know, I spoke to that was just genuinely, you know, honestly, just a genuine person. I think yeah. to me, that was cool. Did you have any um, favorite teachers? I was, I was actually looking through uh, the yearbook virtually because apparently I don't have one anymore. <laughs> hey, neither do um, I. Miss Chavez, Mrs. Chavez, my math teacher, she was so calm. Um, I just oh, I loved her. her. Yes, she was such a calm, uh, just such a such a sweet soul. Mr. Oh, Mendez, art class. <laughs> Mr. Mendez was amazing. And then um, Mr. Martinez from ROTC, he had um, an open door policy all the time. So you could c- come talk to him about whatever. And it was, it was, you know, a lot of teachers will tell you, oh, I have an open door policy, you know, right. but like I'm not kidding you every time I went to class or was in the building I mean he was talking to somebody behind closed doors and you know I'd come out I'm like is everything oh yeah no I was just talking about this that you know problem I'm having or whatever you know he was just so cool he was so cool and he would just help a lot of kids out and um, I appreciate that about him awesome yes I loved Miss Travis long algebra I still do it the same way all the, all the math they have now, my kids and my daughter does algebra and all that. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, what are they teaching you? Like, why are they oh, doing yes. it this way? And she's math. Like, and I'm trying to teach her a certain way. She's like, that's not how we learn, mom. We have to do it yeah. like this. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. then never mind. <laughs> that's how it was with my niece uh, when she was in elementary school and they were teaching her new math. She lived in Idaho mm-hmm. and my sister was trying to help her over the phone with her homework. And, and she was like, no, that's, that's not how they showed us how to do it. And my sister's like, what are you talking about? And my sister had to like Google the new math. It's very kind of learn it. And I think through YouTube videos. So then she could help her over the phone, like with her homework. It's, it's crazy to me. I don't know. (laughs) So what kind of, did you have any favorite like movies or books or TV shows that you were really into? Let's see. Movies. Well, movies, I don't know. I can't think of any movie. Well, who was like Pretty Woman? Was that back in the day? Was that back in yeah. the 90s? Sure. That was one of my <laughs> favorites. Goodfellas, I think that was another. Magazines, I used to always get magazines, 17, Bazaar, and Cosmo. And I used to like, because my, my mom had a beauty shop. So she right. always had magazines, always. And she would always get so mad at me because I, <laughs> I would tear out pages, a nice like, outfit or something and I would like have them all on my wall in my room because I'm like this is my like is that uh, like your vision your is that yeah like my vision board vision my board? vision board back in the day <laughs> and I would just have things out or I would have they have their little quizzes in the books and I would yes. like circle them and do all this stuff and uh she'd just be like quit writing in my magazines and quit tearing out pages because I would always do that I like to do that I like to look at all the fashion and stuff back in the days magazines books I didn't I hate reading and I I shouldn't say I don't hate I don't hate it now but I've never been a reader it puts me to sleep you know when I want it when I want to go to sleep 
That's what I do. And I'm having a tough time when my mind, my mind is racing. I'll pick up a book and I'll fall asleep easily. I did, however, read Roger's books. They're amazing. I need to get those. I, those, oh my those are amazing. They're, they're on my wish list. I have a whole are stack they? of books in the queue to read on my nightstand. <laughs> and so I've got to get through those first. Oh gosh. No, I told him, I'm like, you have to send me the next one. Like, cause I mean, I would buy it, but he's like, no, cause I want him to sign them for me. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, no, I'll send you one. So he sent me one. And, but I mean, he's just, he's amazing. And, and all of his yes. work. Yeah, he's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Are there any like Laredo words or phrases from back in the day that you still use? You know, I don't use any of them, but I will tell you, my sister came to visit me the other day. And by other day, I mean like summer. <laughs> <laughs> she, something happened and she threw out the word ufas. <laughs> she went ufas. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard that word in so long. And now I use it all the time, but I hadn't before. Like I, and so if something happens, then my kids know it too. And um, it's cut in my kids are like, what does that mean? I'm like, it's like burn, like burn. So they're like, no, my kids are like, oofas. Like every time something That's happens. Hilarious. See, it's catching it's on. It's, it's making a comeback. And yes, it totally I is. But sister. you know what I will say is funny is, the way we talked back in, well, not even back in high school, but just the Laredo lingo. Mm-hmm. When I moved here, I was called out so many times for saying things by my husband. He's just like, why do you keep saying that? I would always say, hey, can you turn off the candle? He's like, well, where's the switch? Like, you don't turn off the candle, Lulu, you blow it out. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? That's totally but that's how I grew up. And it, maybe yeah. it's not everyone in Laredo. I don't know if that's something that anyone else says, or it's just me, but I've heard like Darlene has said it before. Yeah. Also like get it up, get it down from the back. Like if I <laughs> went to the store and I'm like, Hey, can you get it down from the back? He's like, get it down. He's like, you mean go take it out? Like, where, what do you mean the back? Like, and I'm like the back, the back of the car. So he goes to the trunk and he's like looking and I'm like, no, it's in the back, like the back seat. He's like, you need to learn to like, and then the barbecue. The barbecue pit kills him because I'm like, hey, let's go, let's go like the the barbecue pit. He's like, it's not a barbecue pit, Lulu. It's a barbecue grill. And I'm just like, (laughs) we always said barbecue pit. pit. I don't know if that's a Laredo thing or not. I have no idea. It's always, I've always known it as a barbecue pit. So, but but no, he's like, the pit is in the ground. He's like, the grill is out. Like, he's like, it's not a pit. I'm like, okay, sorry, but I, I, there's just, but you know, what irks me about here is that everybody says across with the T. Oh, it's so annoying. Why? I don't know. I don't know. And they know it's wrong, but they say, they're like, yeah, we're going to go across the street and they'll say, oh, wow. At the end. Interesting. Yeah. So do you still have any items from high school? You said you don't have your yearbook anymore. Like me, cause you lent it no, out. Oh, that's not, uh, <laughs> Or my, what was that? The big picture that we had, the panoramic, you know? Oh, yes. I don't think I ever ordered that one, but I had that the picture. I'm just like upset. I'm like, I had everything and I don't have any of that anymore. I do have, well, I have all my cheerleading uniforms and everything, the jackets and all that. Not the, I didn't have a varsity jacket or anything like that, but just the cheer uniforms. And then ROTC uniforms, they're, they're uh, lent out to us. So we had to return them after everything was said and done, but we did get to keep our garrison hat, which was the hat that we wore Mm -hmm. and all the ribbons from 
that I had that I gained from ROTC, you know, cadet challenges and sharpshooting. We we used to shoot the rifles or pellet guns or whatever, and the parade ribbons, and then just ribbons that you got as you you know grew in the every year. You know, you had like you start off as a a squad member then you were a squad leader and then you you know you just grew and so you would get different ribbons throughout the year so that was actually kind of cool because it kind of showcased what you where you were yeah cool who from high school are you most interested in finding out about who are who are you hoping will do the podcast i think that's like a, everyone's in unison with that <laughs> We're trying very hard to get her. Me and Matt are, are trying to her? her. No, I uh, like, I think everyone's in you. So we're like, Parisella, like we all want to hear from her. But <laughs> I, she was, she was so quiet and I've known her since Milton, you know, I was, I oh, know wow. we were little since we were five and all, she never spoke all of, I remember in fifth grade, I think uh, she had gotten like a, uh, perfect attendance or something and they had her say something or I don't know what it was but she she, you know her little voice and just looking down she would she would hardly ever speak so let's talk a little bit about life after high school what did you do after graduation did you get a job did you get married did you move what'd you do um well I went to LCC but like I said before I didn't really take it seriously my mom was paying for my schooling at the time. So of course I was just kind of like, eh, you know, didn't really, didn't really take it too seriously. I think too, just because I was kind of a late bloomer when it came to like the night scene and the party scene. Me too, I, don't worry. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> so when like I got out of high school and high school, my senior year, I did nothing. Like I was just cheerleading boyfriend and that was it I did nothing and so when I graduated and I was no longer with the boyfriend I was like oh my gosh that was like a whole new world for me and so I remember going with a couple of friends across the river and I was like oh my god what is this world like I was just so fascinated at the whole thing and I'm like what have I been missing like this is crazy and I think where did I go I think it was forensics Forensics or Vivants, one of the two. But anyway. Um, Plaza San Miguel. <laughs> yeah, one of those. Uh, but I did all of that. And I, so for me, like I would go to LCC and all my uh, friends were take the first classes in, in the morning and I would take probably the second or third. And I was just taking it easy. My mom was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I just didn't you know, I didn't, I didn't take it too seriously. And I was, so I was, what I was doing was I was taking a couple of classes and then I was working. And then I was working at, um, I was working at the mall. I think I worked at Sears and at Kinney shoes. And then I got, I decided to move to San Antonio. I was around, uh, I was still like 1920. I moved to San Antonio. I was working at Kinney shoes. They gave me a transfer. I moved over there, um, with a girlfriend that went to United and I got, I ended up getting mugged at gunpoint one night. Oh my gosh. Tell me about that. So I went out with, like I told you before, I I really love dancing. I went to under 21 type where they have you just a dancing, you can go to a club and go dance, whatever, under 21. And so we went and we parked in the back of the building and my girlfriend and I were getting out of the car and some guy came up to her and put a gun to her head and said, give me the keys to the car. And she said, no, because she 
was terrified of her mother because her mother used to actually beat her and she was terrified of her mother. So she, it was the mom's car. And so she's like, no, you know, and, and she's like, what are you going to do? Shoot me. That's what she told him. (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm like, really? (laughs) Like really Jennifer? He hit her in the back of the head with the gun and she fell to the ground. He pulled her dress over her head so that she wouldn't be able to look at him. And then I'm left there standing by myself and I'm like, okay, so we're, you know, I guess I'm struggling with him and he picked me up by my hair and threw me to the car and told me to open the door. So I picked up the keys. I felt like she was like a janitor. She had like a thousand keys on the <laughs> and I'm fidgeting with all the keys, trying to oh find the right gosh. one to open the car door and I'm freaking out. And then I think I dropped the keys several times. And then when I dropped them, he just started kicking me like in the stomach and in the face and just, Oh my gosh, know, all these vulgarities. And, and then um, I didn't realize that there was three other guys, but the other one, the other guys were in a car with the car running and I, they told him something like we got to go or something. They were just, you could tell, I don't know if they were amateurs or what, but they were very nervous. You could tell. So the guy left. And when they got in the car, I, you know, crawled over to my girlfriend and I was trying to get, get her up, like, get up, get up. And she finally got up and she's like, you know, get their license plate number. Don't let them drive off. And I was just like, what? I was, it was, I was all over the place. And we, I got her up and we started running to the front of the club. And as we're starting to run to the front of the club, she looks back and she's like yelling out the letters to the like, cause they're driving off, but they, it was kind of a dead end. They had to come back through this way, like oh, to the wow. front yeah. to get out. And she just basically was like screaming out numbers. And then they shot like a couple of times. I don't know. I don't think they were shooting at, well, I don't know if they were shooting at us. I think they were just shooting in the like air, maybe air, just yeah. to try to get us to not like look at the license plate or whatever. We get to the front of the club and we go to the bouncer is standing there and there's like 15, 20 people. I don't know how many people in line. And I'm laughing hysterically. Like I can't stop laughing. My girlfriend's crying and I'm just like a pen and paper, like something. He's like, what? And I'm just like, I need more. like, so he gave me a marker and I just wrote down the, what I thought the license plate number was called the cops, all of that. And they came, you know, I had some, I had bruised ribs and busted face and just hot mess. Yeah. And they, they told us they were going to get in contact with us and they, they didn't, they didn't follow up with us or anything up till about two and a half weeks later. But meanwhile, I was a recluse in my apartment. I didn't want to leave. I was terrified yeah. to go anywhere, anywhere for a while. And I decided I can't, I can't be here anymore. And I moved back to um, Laredo and uh, my mom was cutting my hair when, and I didn't tell my parents what had happened. Cause I knew the first thing my mom was going to tell me, get there here. Like don't yeah. be going out at night, you know, by yourself, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. So I didn't tell her, I didn't tell my dad and she was cutting my hair one day and she's like, get the paso aquí, mijita. Like, and I'm like, what? And she put the mirror up and I had this like, size of like a 50 cent piece of missing, oh, wow. hair, missing hair. <gasps> and uh, he just, had grabbed you by your hair. Yeah. And I just broke down. I started crying. And then I told her and she was just so up. She was so upset. Yeah. She's just like, they didn't do anything. And I said, no. And then my dad got all upset. He called the cops in San Antonio, was telling them off. Like, I'm like, dad, it's done. Like, just let it yeah. go. You know, did they ever catch yes, the guys? 
They didn't. They actually had me, they, well, when my dad made that huge stink about it, they had me go in and look at a book that was probably, I mean, like thick with pictures that were probably like three by three. Yeah. Two by, I mean, there were tiny little pictures, hundreds of pictures on on each page. And I'm like, seriously, like, I don't, I don't know, you know? I'm like, it's been a while now. And, and then they had a lineup of people because apparently that same night, something else had happened Um, because the license plate, they said they ran it and they said nothing came up. It was like a little white hat hatchback type car. They're like, nothing's coming up. You know, I'm thinking maybe um, your S could have been like uh, a five or your three could have been, you know what I mean? Like, so they just, they were like, you, you, you know, we're not going to get anywhere with that, but a similar incident happened um, that same night with the same description of how many people, you know, and everything. So they were thinking that might've been them, but I, I couldn't identify any of them at that point. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So I ended up being in Laredo after that for a while. And then my mom was like, I was kind of in a slump for a while. I was just like, not depressed, but just, you know, I didn't want to do anything. And my mom was like, okay, enough's enough. You got to do something like I'm going to take you here. And she took me to a place called manpower, which I'm sure you've heard of. Yes. Like we're going to, you know, they're going to have you like, we need to get you doing something. So they placed me at um, Dallas Lumberger. It's an oil field company in yeah. San Diego. And I started working with them. I started with, I was like their filing clerk. And, and then they had me start with accounts payable. Then I did billing. And then I started with payroll. And then before you know it, she, the girl that was the office manager there was leaving, uh, moving to Houston. And I took her place. So then I was the office manager. I worked there for about four, three or four years, maybe something like that. And then decided I wanted to move to San Antonio again and give it another go. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved to San Antonio and went to the manpower over there, got a job at Ultramar Diamond Shamrock, pretty much doing the same thing, another oil field company. And then, uh, but theirs was only contract. It was only temporary. And then, uh, but meanwhile, they still had me on their their files that, you know, for somebody, something permanent. And I ended up getting a job at this company called um, Consolidated Electrical Distributors. Mm-hmm. I was a credit analyst for them and worked for them for four or five years until I met my husband in Vegas. <laughs> and, and then it's all over. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about that. So you met him in Vegas and then how did you end up where are you yeah, we met now? In, well, we met in Vegas. He's from here. He's from Seattle. We met in Vegas July 4th, and uh, we kept in contact just back and forth. Email. We were doing email at the time, and he would send me the phone cards. Remember back in the day, you yes. got phone cards with prepaid <laughs> phone cards? He would mail me prepaid phone cards. He was so nice, and he would mail them to me, and then I would call him, and we'd stay up all hours of the night talking. Poor guy, because he's two hours ahead right it was earlier for me and he's like I gotta wake up in the morning and here I am chatty Kathy just talking away (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh we did that for a bit um I met him there just on a whim vacation with one of my girlfriends and um I obviously didn't think anything like I didn't think oh you know I'm gonna date this guy or marry this guy but I he invited me we talked for a, a lot um over the phone like 
all the time and got to know each other better. And he invited me to come up for several, I came for like 10 days during over Christmas holiday. And then that's when he told me that, you know, he was like falling in love with me or whatever. And so he says, you know, I, I don't know if this is something that you can see happening. He says, you know, would you consider moving here? And I said, yes. And so I went back shortly after I gave my notice and I moved here. And then a year later, he asked me to marry him. And there we are. <laughs> 16 years in. When I first moved here, I got offered a position for a payroll manager at a company called Wave Broadband. It was a very small cable company and it only had about seven employees. And lucky for me, I got to start with them and um, grow with them. I started payroll and um, transitioned into a little bit of HR. And I um, was there for about four years. My husband and I decided we wanted to start a family. And prior to that, we had discussed, you know, what we were going to do, our options as far as daycare. And we decided that it was best for our family that I would stay home with them and raise them. So I left my company for two, uh, two out of the four years I was doing property taxes. They were amazing in uh, mentoring me and showing me the ropes. I enjoyed it very much. Um, But it was the best decision that I made to leave and be with my kids. I have two kids, a boy and a girl. Uh, My son's name is Samuel. He's 10. And uh, my daughter's 13. Her name's Lila. They're amazing kids. Really, um, really funny. My son is like my husband. He's really funny and witty and a big skateboard fan. He loves skateboarding. My daughter's a huge artist. She loves art. And that's really important to me because art is a big part of my family. My mother, in my family, we have a lot of artists. So we have writers, songwriters, musicians, actresses. So anyway, my mother was, uh, she wrote a record. She wrote poetry or she composed a record. She wrote poetry. Uh, She wrote a book and I wanted my kids to kind of follow in along the lines of some type of art all, all here in Washington, they don't, they don't require you to have art class, believe it or not. I don't know how it is in Texas now, but they don't require you to have art class in the elementary um, level. And so I was an art docent since my kids were in uh, kindergarten. I've been an art docent every year and I really, really enjoy it. I teach my kids classes and, uh, you know, the school provides you with the supplies and all you do is uh, pretty much just go in and um, you have about five or six artists that you um, are given and then you do a lesson plan and you teach them the um, fundamentals of art and what goes along with it and um, you pick a, a painting or drawing of theirs and then you would do that and my, my daughter absolutely just she just gravitated towards she just loves it and she is a huge fan she's always drawing and I and I love that about it she's very creative uh, mind she actually got a somebody reached out to her because she was posting on Instagram she doesn't anymore but she was posting her art and she had done something for a video game called Breath of the Wild and Zelda and she posted a picture that she did and they reached out to her and they actually uh, asked her if they could use it for uh, they were doing a like a comic type book of some sort and so they asked her if they could put her art in there and she was pretty excited about it and yeah so Big part, big part, art. We just love it. And uh, that's that's uh, something she really, really enjoys. And I'm grateful that that's something that has been passed on. 
so yeah, so both my kids, <laughs> that's it. Just two kids. We're done. <laughs> and a dog. <laughs> yes, I have a dog named Cooper. He's four. He's a, a Labradoodle. He's a little pain in the butt, but we do love him. So I don't know what's going to, what's to come up, you know, the next 10 years for me. I, um, my husband hopefully will retire in six or seven. So I'm trying to convince him like, <laughs> to move back south <laughs> because uh, I'm like, let's move to Austin or somewhere south where it's warmer because here it's beautiful, but you know, it rains a lot in Seattle. So it does, it does affect you after a while, but um but yeah, I don't know. I, I hope in the next 10 years, maybe, I don't know. I, I do a lot of art myself and uh, entertaining and I do a lot of decorating and a lot of people have asked me to, you know, I've, I've hosted parties for people, um, baby showers and just other things. And they've asked to, if I could, their people are like, you should do this for a living, which, which I would love to do it for a living. Um, but right now kind of concentrating on my kids. So maybe once you know, four or five years down the road, maybe I might take them take that up. Nice. So if we had asked 18 year old you what you'd be doing 30 years later, what would you have said? Funny enough, I would have said I was either going to be a dancer or own a dance studio. Because that was like my dream, actually. And my mom and dad were so against it. You know, when I wanted to be a cheerleader, my mom, my mom had me in dance all growing up. And then, you know, my parents didn't have a lot of money. So it was, it costs a lot of money to be in dance. And, um, you know, I, when I went to high school, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do something with dance. Like, you know, and my mom and dad were like, you can't make any money in dance. Like, no. And my mom was like, you can't really make, have a family in that. Because if you are going to be a dancer, you're going to, you know, successful, you'll end up traveling and stuff like that. And you're just never going to be able to have a family that way. And so I had to put that out of my head, I suppose. And so I ended up with, you know, going into business, but yeah, that's what I would have said. Cause I was, my, my heart was set on that back then. Interesting. So what would you say are your top three memories of your life after high school? Let me see. Good or bad? <laughs> Either or. What are the top three that come to mind? Well, my kids for sure. And probably, um, God, I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> um, when my mom passed. <laughs> How long ago was that? Um, um, she died in November of um, 2018. She um, had breast cancer. But um, I think the, the most uh, most prominent memory in my brain right now, and I think of it all the time, is... Um, she passed away the day before Thanksgiving. And um, we were all um, there. I have three um, older sisters. I'm the baby. And uh, she, the day before Thanksgiving, we all uh, held hands around her bed. And um, told her 
um, why we were thankful for her. And um, I'll like, always remember that. Because <laughs> I know I was holding her hand and I could, she was squeezing. I can, I, she, I know she was, she heard it all. And it was all of us. It was my sisters, um, my three sisters and my dad and uh, all her grandchildren. And we all got to speak individually and, and say what we were thankful for. And that was a really big blessing. Cause that's one of my biggest anxieties is just like being so far away. I, I, I am very close with my family, like extremely yeah. close. And I know, you know, where I'm coming from with this. Yes. You're very close with your family. I'm very close with my sisters and my dad and all my nieces and nephews. And, uh, it's just, I, I always have the fear of something happening and me not being there, there. And so I'm, I'm thankful that I got to say goodbye and I was there. I mean, I spent that year, I was there a lot. We had, eight, 2018 was really tough because my dad had a stroke um, at the beginning of the year, probably like his, I think it was his second stroke. And my dad is a fighter. He's like a raging bull. We always laugh and say, like, you're going to be like, you need to put us or I guess we should put him in our like will because he's going to live all of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he's so strong. He's had like three strokes. He's had like quadruple bypass surgery. Like he's had it all and he's still kicking. But, you know, he has aphasia right now, which is kind of trouble talking, but he's still he's 83 years old he does everything on his own but he had a stroke and after that my mom shortly after that I went down to Texas and I was helping them out a lot because um she was having issues with her knee and uh, she had fallen and um she ended up having I think her stress for my dad like his stroke and trying to deal with him and take care of him she ended up having a heart attack then they put a stint in her in her heart. And then shortly after she found out she had cancer and then they tried to give her chemo and it didn't work because of the stint and it was just too much. And then they said, we can't do anything for you. And so they just had to let it take its course and it took her within three months. So those three months I was there a lot. I was back and forth constantly. Um, yeah, it was 18 was a very tough and it's been tough kind of since then, just because we've been we've been all struggling with my, my sister. I have three sisters. The oldest lost her husband. He had a heart attack a month before my mom passed. Oh, wow. She has eight kids. And so it, it was, it's a lot. It was a lot yeah. for us to deal with um, losing him losing my mom, you know, her trying, we're trying to t- take care of my dad and it, my dad not understanding like what's, you know, like it's just, it was so much for us to all deal with, but I mean, things are better now. Everyone's in a better place. Um, thank God. But it's been tough. Well, you know, not everybody has the opportunity to, you know, say goodbye. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm very grateful for that, for sure. That's and a big, big, big blessing that I would like to That's definitely a, a beautiful way to do it, the way you all did oh. it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I am, I'm very blessed that I was there and it happened the way it did. It's tough. Yeah. It's, you know, it's life. We're all getting to that age where we're having to deal with these, we're adults and we've been adults for a long time, but now we're having to deal with some adult things that are, you know, 
our parents dealt with. And, you know, that was a long way before we were going to have to deal with things like that. So yeah, yeah, that happens when we age. So let's um, shift gears a little bit. And thank you for sharing that, by the way. I know that we had talked about that before that. I know. I was like, I don't want to cry, but I knew I would. I was very close. No, but you did. Yeah. You think that's, it was, thank you for sharing that. Um, I know you mentioned you, you kind of stay in touch with Roger. Is there anybody else from high school that you stay in touch with? Facebook is pretty great just because it's a great platform to, to right. keep in contact with people. But um, aside from just here and there with messages on Facebook, I mean, I think for the most part, everybody that I pretty much wanted to stay in touch with, I have, you know, I still talk to Benny um, on Messenger. Um, I ask for prayers for her if you all or anyone's listening because she's going through a tough time. Her husband has cancer as well. So if you all can pray for her, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, Beatriz, I don't speak to her much, but like I said, I think the people that I want to keep in touch with, I pretty much have. Great. Well, we'll definitely keep Benny and her husband in, in our prayers. Thank you. What would you say is one thing about you that no one would ever guess or know? <laughs> that I hate um, public speaking. <laughs> Do you ever have to do it? No, but I cannot stand it. I used to do well. I had to do it. You know, when I was working at CD, I was going to school at night. They had an accelerated program, and I was trying to finish my accounting degree. Um, but of course, then I met Nick, and I moved here, and blah blah blah. But they, every class you took, you had to get up and yeah, and my hand would be like shaking, like the paper <laughs> and it's, it's no podiums. They made, they made sure they took away podiums. They say, oh, wow. podiums, yeah, podiums are a no, no. And so you had to get up there with whatever you had in front of you. And my hand would be like this, like totally shaking Jessica. And it was super embarrassing <laughs> because people would be staring at the paper and it would yeah. make me, I can tell they were staring at it and it would make me more nervous. I hate public speaking. I can, I can get in front of a crowd and dance my butt off. I don't care. No. Yeah. I don't care who stares at me. I don't care what they think. Like I'm having a great time. I'm in my element. Right. (laughs) But with public speaking or just getting up to speak, I cannot do it. I just, I, I just, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of people have trouble with that. I would say it's, it's just human nature. I mean, I know I have a lot of trouble with it and I have to do it for my job. Like, Oh, I bet you do. Yeah. and, And, and I get, And everyone's like, you're so great. Like you're so good. And your presentation was so great. And I'm like, yeah, but come up close to me when I'm done. And I'm like red and splotchy and, (laughs) you know, and and I said, you know, yeah, I I really, you know, shoot from the hip really well, but come look at me up close. And it's a whole other story, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you told me to read something, like I used to get up at church and do readings all the time. If you, if I had to read something behind a podium, Oh, fake it till you make it, right? Like right. I would do fine. But if I had to get up without a podium and do not necessarily read from a paper, just yeah. public speaking, I would just. So the horrible. podium is your is your safety blanket. Yes, it is. It's my safety <laughs> blanket. I stand behind it. It'd be great. But out in the open, I just can't do it. That's funny. Do you do any old people things? Oh, gosh. Um Let's see. What do I do that's old people things? Well, I 
I turn down the music if I'm go- I'm arriving to a location, which is hilarious. <laughs> like I have when I have to concentrate, like, okay, wait, yeah. I have to concentrate. Like, so I turn the music down in the car because I have to be able to think. <laughs> Make sure you don't miss the turn. <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> I'm a morning and night person, so I don't, I either or, I'm, I, I could do either or, so I'm not early to bed or anything like that. That's funny. I don't know. I had written it down, but I can't, can't actually look at it right now. I don't know where I put it. What would you tell your younger self as you started your senior year? Live it up. Don't get a boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. (laughs) You know, I didn't have a boyfriend. I think I had a boyfriend my freshman year. And then I had one right at the tail end of our senior year uh, in April is when I started dating him. And and it's funny because... From di- as I've, you know, different people at the time, they're like, oh, we thought you had a boyfriend the whole time. And I'm like, yeah. oh, where? You never saw me with anybody. And they're like, oh, we thought you were dating somebody from like a different school or somebody who was in college. And I was like, no, no, there was none of that. None of that for me. I don't know where no. that came from. But I, that's yeah, funny. no, I totally am anyone just like, I'd be like, oh, if don't I get a boyfriend, back, don't get, just fall, have a great time in school. You know what I mean? It does go by really fast. And it's just like, it just have a good time. And also, I would tell my younger self, follow your dream, whether your parents think or it's going to make yeah. money or not, do, you know, do which one. Because I don't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Matias or whose podcast it was, but they said it, you know, it's, if you do what you love, you don't, you're not, what's the, what's the, the quote or. Yeah. You like, you you love, you're not, like you'll you never work a day in your life. Yes. Like never, that. Yeah. Yes. Like that. And I should have, I should have followed it, but I didn't. And it's okay though. Cause that got me where I am now, you know? Yeah. You know, everything happens for a reason. As exactly. They say. But, exactly. you know, I'm trying to convince my nephew, he's a senior and I'm like, you got to do all your senior things. I and mean, he doesn't want to go to prom because he thinks it's too expensive. Oh, no. And I'm like, we'll pay for it. Like you can't pass up anything. Like you no. have to just embrace everything because it's about to be over in a few months. <laughs> yeah, it's going to go by really fast. So, I mean, I know you, you live up in Seattle, but you've been back to Laredo. So have you had a chance to go visit the new campus? No, I haven't. But, you know, it's funny. Every time I go to Laredo, I, well, my parent, the house that I grew up in and we had, we just sold it, which was hard, but it's two blocks away from yeah. Lion and Jarvis. It's right there. I have to pass by Nixon all the time. And I was actually, every time I go there, you know, I hang out with Darlene, um, Darlene's uh, class of 93. Or, yeah, class 93. Right. I I laugh because I'm always telling her what is, because she works in the school district. Then I'm like, what is going on with Nixon? Every time I come, <laughs> it's taking up another block. So what advice would you have for the class of 2022 as they are amping up to graduate in a few months? Oh, let's see. Well, I would always say to try to make fair decisions, try to practice non-judgment, make sure you always give credit where credit is due, and define your values and hold on to them because your integrity is everything. I couldn't agree more. Period. (laughs) I could not agree more with you. Um, Okay, so let's go a little bit old school. Who do you want to give a shout out to? I want to give a shout out to Benny, Beatrice. 
Benny, Beatriz, Annie, Darlene, even though she's not our class, but she seems to make it to everybody's reunion somehow. Exactly. And she can um, listen to this podcast too. Totally. Sara Melendez, Danny Cardona, Roger Rodriguez. Who else? Gilbert Vargas. And Javi Boca Negra. Nice. Oh my butt. Danny used to be my neighbor, my next door. Oh, really? And I ran into him in Austin at the Frank Irwin Center. I was at a concert. And he was there because I think he became like a firefighter or an EMT or something like that. And so he was there for like the first aid stuff. And I think I had like checked in on Facebook that I was at the concert and I was just walking through the concourse going to get snacks or something. And I ran into him. Like I run into him there like two or three times. It's so funny. He looks like he doesn't, he looks like he hasn't even Oh, he looks the same. He looks totally the same. Give me your beauty secrets because I need them. So if we're making a mixtape, what would be your curated playlist for the class of 92? Oh, all-time favorite, Mr. Big, To Be With You. Do you remember that song? Yes. Jump Around, House of Pain. Ooh, yeah. Move, move This, Tectotronic. Um, Arrested Development, Tennessee. Set Adrift of Memory Bliss, PM Dawn. All I Want, Till the Red Sprocket. Rhythm is a Dancer. By Snap and anything from Mana. You know Excellent. that uh, CD that um, Donde Jugaran Los Niños. Every song yes. in that CD is, is a great. Like that's like one of their best CDs. Yeah, oh, yeah. Agreed. totally agreed. Yeah, great list. Great, great list. Okay, so now let's go to lightning round. We're gonna wrap up soon. Uh, what was the last TV show you binged? Uh, Succession. Well, I did two: Succession and Goliath. Oh, I, I love Succession. Episode. I need to so see the. New, I need to see the new. Uh, season i'm not on the oh my god i just watched the last episode last night it's so good (laughs) so good (laughs) i just finished billions today and i was like what happened (laughs) that's a good one too yeah what's your favorite movie from the 90s pretty woman probably good fellas lord of the flies that was a good one too oh that was a good one fad from the 90s that you still think is cool the torn jeans and the bleach chair the skater grunge vibe i think i still like that when you live not in Seattle. So like, not on me oh, though, but yeah. on anyone else. And I you're like in it. Seattle, which was like, isn't that oh, like yeah. the home For of sure. the grunge movement? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, favorite beverage? Coffee. <laughs> I love coffee. Not wine? <laughs> I love wine. I'm drinking it right now. <laughs> I love Pinot Grigio. I'm a big wine. I love wine and I love beer, but and I, you're like in the best place coffee, for it. Coffee's my favorite thing. It's so funny. When I moved here, I never drank any coffee and yeah. You know, on Starbucks world, right? And yeah. I don't like, I hate Starbucks actually though, but I really, um, I, I don't like, I didn't like coffee. And I, when I came here, one of the girls that I worked with was like, you need to order this. It's really good. And she ordered this like, frapp- this, whatever, yeah. those <laughs> frappuccino, all this stuff, yeah. all this wonderful stuff. And then she's like, you need to drink this. And I'm like, okay. And I started, I was like, oh my God, this is delicious. And so I started drinking, I started ordering one every day and every day I was like, okay. And then I told, you know, Nick, my husband now, but at the time he wasn't, I was like, I'm not gaining weight and I don't know what I'm doing. 
he's like, let me buy your day. I'm like, I'm yeah. still exercising. And he's like, well, what are you doing differently? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I get this coffee thing in the morning. He's like, well, what is it? And I was, I think it was like a Frappuccino. So I can't remember what it was, yeah. but he's All like, sugar. he's like, that's it. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. So eventually I started tapering down and now I drink it just black, but, but that's just funny that it's like all these hidden calories. You don't even know it. <laughs> exactly. A signature dish that you cook or something that you bake. Uh, I asked my husband this last night and I was like, what do you like? That's my signature dish. He likes when I make chicken Parmesan, anything Mexican. I think if you ask my kids, it'd be mashed potatoes. They love my mashed potatoes. I love homemade mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. Secrets cream cheese. I think, I mean, I think a lot of people make them with cream cheese, maybe not. And then baking, I raspberry thumbprint cookies, maybe, or any type of bread, like pumpkin bread, banana bread, cheesecake. Nice. Uh, flying or road trips. Uh, definitely fine. Like pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> I can't say no because I, I I would eat it if it was on it, but I don't prefer it. Yeah. Uh, what tape or CD or uh, vinyl do you still have from high school that you've played the most? Mana. That's the only one I have that's from back then. I don't have anything else. And I I love it. It's feel good music, man. <laughs> It is. It's, it's, it's like, it's timeless. Like it's good at any, it was good back then and it's still good now. Yeah. Plus I'm a big, like easy listener. I like easy easy listening music and all of their music is just, it's like easy listening. It's nothing crazy, you know? Awesome. Well, thanks so much Lulu for doing this. Did you enjoy it? Did you have a good time? I did have a good time and I just hope that other people will, you know, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Was it that bad? It wasn't bad. I was nervous, but more just, you know, we talked. I was just, you know, you don't want to get emotional, but it happens. But I really want, I really want others to come forward. I, you know, it's, it's something, I think it's important. I think it's a, it's a good way to learn more about the others in our class that we didn't talk to, you know, it's like, like you were saying, like, oh yeah, we're acquaintances. We knew of each other. We said hi to each other in the halls, but like listening to your podcast, it, it was like, I feel like I know you better, you know? Right. Yeah, most definitely. I know that's how I feel as I've learned and, you know, uh, have been learning more about our classmates and, and, and so forth. So, yeah. So I knew you were a little bit on the fence about it. And I know I kept trying to like, come on. on." And so I'm really glad you did. Cause I, you know, I had my wish list of people that I wanted to hear from and you were one of those people. And so, um, so I appreciate you doing it. Thank you. As you heard, so far, Lulu is the only one who understood the who do you want to give a shout out to part of our interview, but that's okay because we still have slots available for those of you interested in coming on our podcast. Please contact Jessica, Matt, or me and let us know so we can schedule an interview. Have a great week.